0: Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls, Idaho is now in their sixth season supporting the local D.A.R.E. program. That's coming up on today's show. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by celebrating haunted houses daily via videos, podcasts, and in-person experiences. This podcast is just one part of this year's Hauntathon. The best way to follow everything is by subscribing to our newsletter or going to our website at hauntedattractionnetwork.com and clicking on that banner. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our haunt thon with someone you think will enjoy it. Okay, Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls, Idaho is a fundraiser for the local D.A.R.E. program. We had Doom Haunted Attraction on the show last year, and last year we got more into the founding and the creativity behind the haunt, but this year I wanted to follow up with Brent and see how it's going and whether the goals have really shifted or not. So this episode is more about the goals of the program and the staff there and what it's doing for the community. Okay, here's Brent to give us an update on how Doom Haunted Attraction is going this year in Idaho Falls,
1: Idaho. My name is Brent Wilson. I'm the general manager of Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls, Idaho. We are a 32,000 square foot indoor haunted attraction and we operate as a nonprofit charity. All of our proceeds go to the Bonneville County Sheriff's D.A.R.E. program to help kip, keep kids off of drugs. We have uh, right now about 85 teenage scare actors signed up to come work as volunteers at the haunt. This is a safe place for a lot of them. I, I thought I had a rough childhood. Now these kids here, some of them just blow me away how strong they are uh, given what they grew up in. Obviously the D.A.R.E. program is very important but also giving some of these kids a family away from their family and a safe place and providing the good adult influence, and I'd like to think maybe role model for some of them, that's very important.
0: How long have you guys been here?
1: This will be our sixth season in 2023, operating the haunt. Prior to Doom, there was another haunted attraction located in this building that also operated for the D.A.R.E. program called Dr. Slaughter's House of Terror for about 18 years before we started. Yeah. How has your perspective changed?
0: Has it changed in that it seems like it's a little bit more now about the team than it is maybe about the D.A.R.E. program, or, or I don't know, what do you think?
1: I would definitely say it's a combination of the two. I think prior to my exposure to some of these teenagers here at the Haunt, I lived in a bubble, the middle-class bubble. And when I hear kids talk about their parents' parole officer, I'm like, whoa, your parent has a parole officer? So it it's been a game changer and, and a bit of an eye opener, and a, I've had a paradigm shift. The D.A.R.E. program is just as important. I lost two dear friends to drugs growing up. It's just as important, but there, there are kids that have worked here five, six years now that they're like family to me. There's a couple kids here I would adopt if they needed adoption. Literally, I'm not joking. So yeah, it's, it's about our Haunt family. I know that sounds cliche, but it is true. It's just as much about that now as it is the D.A.R.E. program and also our love of haunting. Yeah.
0: You are not a full time haunter. So you you definitely do this, you know, on the side to to make it function like that. Uh Um, Tell us a little bit about your background before you came into this commercial location.
1: Okay, yeah. So my real job, I do commercial real estate and it's a very demanding occupation. But I actually started doing home haunts as a kid in Florida. And did that for many years. The last year we did a home haunt in Florida, we had over 1,100 people come through the haunt in two hours, and we got shut down by the police. <laughs> no permits. And then moved to Idaho, had a child. When my son started getting older, we started throwing these crazy Halloween parties where we would do little walkthrough haunts, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. The last year that we did the home haunt in Idaho, it was about 3,000 square feet, and that's about the same time Dr. Slaughter's House of Terror closed up and there was an article in the paper about how the state was no longer gonna fund the D.A.R.E. program and without the haunted house, the D.A.R.E. program would go away. There was no funding. And so I contacted the D.A.R.E. officer at the sheriff's office and said, hey, here's my background. Here's some videos of my home haunt. I'm interested in picking up the ball and running with it if you are. And yeah, that went really well. That first meeting went really well and it's, it's been a good relationship ever since. Yeah. yeah.
0: What kind of kid were you in high school?
1: I was a punk rocker. (laughs) Actually I did
0: see that's a band set in there. Is that yours?
1: That's mine, yeah. I when I was young, I was in a punk rock band. We put out five or six CDs. We're on Spotify and all that. And I was a I was an outcast. I was the weird kid with the crazy hair and I can relate to a lot of the kids here. We have a lot of misfits here at the haunt now, and I give them pep talks because I know If you're 15 years old and you're a quote unquote weird kid or you're a gay kid, it's tough. Society's hard enough when you're quote unquote normal. And so there are kids here that are quote unquote weird and I've taken them under my wing and I've said, hey, I've been there. I used to get bullied by jocks when I was your age and it does get better. And they're actually scared of you because those guys are, they they try so hard to fit in. They're terrified of not conforming. And so when they see you being your own true self, they consider that a threat. They don't even realize it, but they consider that a threat. And that's why they bully you because why else would you care if someone's quote-unquote weird and not a conformist who cares right unless you feel threatened by that? I like to think I've given some of these kids a little bit of help with self-esteem and and help them understand It does get a lot better, especially after you finish high school and you can just navigate your own course in life
0: Is that what you would say to the fifth year 15 year
1: old tell? Hell yeah <laughs> I wish I had a grown-up weirdo I could use as a role model <laughs> back then but I did not. But yeah, no, we have some great kids here that are going through a really rough time, especially with social media nowadays. It's really hard being a teenager, especially if you don't fit the traditional mold of what's expected of teenagers. We have a lot of trans kids that work here. We have a lot of gay kids that work here. We have a lot of kids that are just punk rock or whatever and we make sure they understand this is a safe this is a safe space you can be whoever you want to be here as long as you're not stepping on anyone else's toes and so in a small town in rural east idaho i like to think that's a big deal i like to think that's going to be a game changer for some of these kids growing up yeah this is a very 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 religious community too 52 percent lds mormon community and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying there's additional pressure from the, the church side of things as well. A lot of these kids grow up as members of the LDS church and it, it, it becomes even harder, I think, to break away and be your own true self if you've got that kind of pressure, you know?
0: Has it ever been difficult for the haunt with that type of pressure or it's counterbalanced by the D.A.R.E. program?
1: I would say for the most part, no. We did have one guy, when we, the first season we were open, one guy gave us a one star review because our animatronic mannequins had exposed breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That that would probably be the only instance I've ever seen it where that's been an issue. It, he just said it's completely inappropriate for children. Do not take your kids here. And, and that's fine. We're not, if you're offended by that kind of stuff, we don't want to be your haunt anyway. We, we, Most of the people here, if not all of them, understand, hey, we're just here to raise money for charity, and we do push the envelope a little bit because we're a haunted house, and and I think we should. We don't want to be tame, we want to be exciting.
0: Was there a moment where you were like, oh, Halloween, did it click for you? Do you have a moment like that?
1: Yeah, I've always been a quote-unquote monster kid. I used to, there was a, a great thrift store that specialized in magazines uh, where I grew up. And they had old issues of Famous Monsters of Filmland for a quarter. And so I would just gobble those things up. But I think the aha moment for me is I grew up in Florida and I went to Halloween Horror Nights the first year, first three, four years they started doing it. And I was just, I was blown away. And at the exact same time, there was a year-round haunted house in Orlando, Florida called Terror on Church Street. Uh, downtown Orlando on Church Street. And I had never been to a haunt like that before. I'd been to the JC style haunts and Terror on Church Street was a phenomenal haunted attraction. And uh, I just went through there and I was blown away. And my girlfriend at the time was like, man, you're so passionate about this. You're so excited about this. This is what you should do for a living. And I, 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 I wrote it off as like not practical and I put it on the back burner and I'm still not doing it for a living, but when the opportunity came to take over this haunt six years ago, I did jump on it as a hobby, not as a career. Yeah. But uh, it's always been a passion of mine. I mean, I, literally at the age of eight years old, we were building haunted houses in our garage as kids, my brother and I. And so I've just always been a monster kid. I don't know why, I just love it. <laughs> if you look at society at large right now, look at how popular Harry Potter is and all of the fantasy and horror Stranger Things was a, and there's a, the new one, a Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. People are really into fantasy, and I think it's because our lives have become so banal and compartmentalized and predictable. And so, if we can offer a little bit of fantasy and entertainment in rural eastern Idaho, I think we could change people's lives for the better. I don't wanna, I don't wanna overstate it, but if we're giving people an escape, from reality and we're making them happy for an hour or more. To me, that's enough of a goal. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm hoping we're, we're, we're having a positive impact on a number of kids' lives in the community. I think we are. And if our customers have a great time and they get to escape reality, more power to them. So I think that's the, that's the best goal I can think of.
0: Sign up at gantumcom slash demo. That's gantam.com slash demo. Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. And our content partners for this year include Attractions Magazine, Creepy Kingdom, Freaks of HHN, Hauntopic Radio, Kevin Heimbach, News TV, Omni Adventures, Scare Track, Sharp Productions, That Halloween Podcast, The Horror of Being Emily, The Scare Factor, and This Weekend with Nick Pagliocchini. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. Until next time, stay scary.